0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, we are talking about The Last of Us 2, which means there will be two of us at the end of this podcast. Please listen to the end to find out who. With me to discuss... All things fungal, Ellie, and Joel like are my friends Mike Howdy Craig Hello and Luke Howdy ho Somebody read me some stats.
1: Uh yeah, stats. So this game came out on the PlayStation um It's an exclusive. It was developed by Naughty Dog, uh, published by Sony Interactive, and it came out on the PlayStation 4 on June 19th, 2020. Is that good enough for a stats?
0: Wow. All right. And that wraps up today's episode. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I didn't play this at launch. Um, My daughter wanted it, so I ended up buying it at launch so my kid could play it. And then it was one of those things that just kept getting moved a little further down the pile of like, "Ah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then Luke and Mike were like, no dog, you get to it now. So I only played this recently. What about you guys?
1: This was my pick. Um, so I think it's probably fair to say this is a Marmite game. Uh, and I was had the same sort of feeling with the first one. The first time I played it, really didn't get on with it. Um, just kind of felt like it was Uncharted with a, a really horrible <laughs> theme to it. Um, but after playing Uncharted 4 again... I think we did it for the podcast. Um, I thought, oh, I really need to go check out The Last of Us 2. Sorry, The Last of Us 1 again. I played it again and absolutely fell in love with it. And then I had no interest in The Last of Us Part 2 before that. But yeah, after playing through it, I think I played through the the first one two times in a row. I got the majority of the trophies. I thought I really need to jump straight onto this one. So yeah, kind of a a mixed bag for me. But um, what about yourselves, Craig and Mike?
2: We can go, like, you're positive positive, then I'll go negative and then Mike goes positive again, you know, like (laughs) one of those middle management shit sandwiches type thing. Um, Okay. I had no intention of playing this until you picked it for the show, Luke, and I did not get on with The Last of Us 1, and I played it once and didn't like it and then tried playing it again because I thought, I'll give it another try and then didn't like it again. And then... Yeah, jumped into this with all the pessimism and misery that I expected and just rolled with it. Uh, awesome. but, uh no no <laughs>
3: I, I uh,
2: I'm I'm purposefully being so downtrodden just so that you're surprised when I say that I love it at the end.
1: Oh it's one of those.
2: <laughs>
1: Dave, you will be the last
3: one that hates it. <laughs>
0: yes! I am the last of us, I win. <laughs> oh
3: god. Oh god. Well uh Hey, I've got a very similar story to Luke in that I, uh, I played it on, I played the first one on PS3, almost near, well, pretty much quite close to launch. Um, this was a silly game where you had to beat the game on each difficulty numerous times to get each of the trophies. <laughs> and then you had factions, um, which was, a, a another 24 hour investment to get that final platinum, um. So, yeah, I did all the way through, picked up, remastered on PS4, uh, didn't play that at all. Um, and then, yeah, the the sequel that nobody, even me, didn't really ask for uh, arrived and I got it immediately. I don't know how I was swayed, but yeah, I picked it up immediately, played it immediately and revisited on the PS5 with patches attached. Was
2: patches in this? Ooh. <laughs> Patches. Okay, Craig.
0: So, so Mike brings up a really good point, right? Like, this is a game much like Red Dead Redemption, where it was like, oh, we're getting a sequel. Mm. Who, who wanted one? Like, like, did you guys care at all f- after you finished the first one? I mean, not Craig. I know, I know, you didn't. But like, <laughs> did you want to see more of this world, or was this a complete surprise of like, oh, they're doing a sequel?
1: It's that sort of thing that we're like, you know, if Rockstar makes a sequel, you're like, oh, okay, they can pull it off. So, you know, I thought uh-huh. Last of Us had concluded pretty well, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think they've done enough work there to merit a sequel. And now there's opportunities for other things in the world, that I think has piqued my interest. Without going into story, so
0: kind of like the Uncharted, Last Legacy. Thing.
1: Exactly, yeah. They've not left it on a. They've not left it on a full stop. It's, they they can do other things with that franchise if they choose to.
0: Okay.
3: It's it's quite horrible with the first Last of Us, I think, because it's like, it had that opportunity to be one of very few video games which, do the whole, we are a standalone experience. There is no need for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> one and done sort of thing and and it had that opportunity but somehow I don't I mean money obviously but money yeah <laughs> yeah you know, it's it's just odd because that's sort of like part of the part of the allure of the first one I thought it felt like that it felt like its own individual little thing with no you know the word franchise you'd, you'd sort of be like that's ridiculous don't <laughs> it's know. a bit
2: like releasing a game called This is the End of the World, and then having a Oh no, this is the end of the world now too, type thing, it, it devalues the whole thing.
3: Kind of. I mean, you have to remember, there was also a, a big DLC thing, you know, they had a standalone, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Oh, like Ellie the, and the girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that that was a massively Left hyped thing. Left behind. That's it. Left, yeah, yeah but that was that that was massive when it first came out but even at the time i thought oh well they're going to put whatever future <clears throat> or past stuff in that case in in there and say right that's it all done you want a bit more we can only provide this a little bit more and that's it because it's it's just something vague about the ending to the first one which which is its magic i think yeah absolutely some. yeah
0: Um, yeah, like, on the whole, I, I think a little less of the first one because of the second one existing, but it wasn't enough for me to, like, sink it. It was just, a, ah, you guys had a good end there, let it be. Or even, I would have accepted doing other things in the world without Joel and Ellie.
1: Yeah, I but, think I think one of the things I... it does really well is that, like, <laughs> there's a common theme in Uncharted games and, you know the last of us that the protagonist is a mass murderer (laughs) and i think this game kind of addresses that head on it's like you know it quickly quickly deals with that with that subject uh and i find that i thought that was quite ballsy to be honest because you know it it's like naughty dog are aware of what (laughs) what people have been saying about their games you know it's not just a case of you know nathan drake can run right through Pretty much every historical route and shoot all the bad guys in the world and not, uh, not pay the consequences. But now there's there are consequences in this. And that, that's well, a theme out, I'm think.
3: not going to ding this game much of this podcast, but the truth is, I think they're a bit out of touch if they think people playing video games <laughs> give a shit about killing thousands and thousands of people, <laughs> whether it has hey, well, any narrative I've, consequence whatsoever. I, I once clicked on Kotaku,
1: and I'm pretty sure that was there.
0: <laughs> um. I'm okay with Nathan Drake killing everybody. He's charming. Joel's just an asshole. <laughs> so yeah, I'll let him get it. That's fine. Um, okay, so before we start, um, our usual kind of thing, we will try to keep all spoilers to a minimum until we say, hey, spoiler clicker is on the loose and he's going to rip your throat out, so leave now, um, kind of thing. So let's talk mechanics. Gentlemen.
2: Whew. Who That's wants a to do a rundown?
3: Those. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what, okay, so The Last of Us Part 2 is, in a similar sort of vein to Red Dead Redemption 2, a kind of ultra-animated gameplay experience. It's the best I can think of. In that you are playing your third-person action game, action-adventure game, uh, with a lot of kind of funny... Uh, what do you call it? Automated animation, in a way. I don't know how how else to explain it. Really, I think the very first time playing this round, a lot of the magic was you can turn the camera around and see what your characters, you know potentially emotionally doing just by having a quick look at their face and see what their what their status is. You know, there's all sorts going on. Um, there's a hell of a lot of. I wasn't aware of it until I played it the second time. But there's a hell of a lot of grabbing going on. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> snaking around <laughs> rooms, um, and it's just it's it's a very good kind of budget on the ammo, stealth experience if you want to play it that way, but at the same time I think it works fairly decently as a uncharted balls to the wall blasterphon. It does. Um, mm.
0: but, uh, so so in terms of mechanics. Uh, one thing I, that I was kind of disappointed on is this does nothing the first game didn't do. Like, in terms of mechanics, there's nothing new here.
1: There, there are a few things, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, you, you, well, you have a jump this time. Um, you also have a the line in the grass. Yeah, you can, you can, you can <laughs> go prone. Um, but I think one of the most interesting mechanics I find is that it's not just you versus one type of enemy. There's different types of enemies. You've you've got the, the, the infected um and they come in different variations and then you have different humans that you'll come across. But you can actually make that, or you have situations where all three of them are in the same room with you and you need to either get through them without killing them or turn them on against each other and um I find that quite fascinating. Like, you know, throw a bottle towards the human enemies and it turns the the variated um infected against each other and you can just kind of watch the chaos <laughs> crack on but oh. yeah yeah there isn't a huge amount of difference you
0: so for you guys that's that's all right right like oh, it, i don't want to sound hostile but like
3: there's not it, many of these and i mean the subway comes to mind but i can't think of it it's a very cool feature but i don't i don't remember seeing it actually happen that many times yeah, I, I mean, it, I'll, yeah.
1: I'll, it's a Naughty Dog game. They're like, the last, what, six Uncharted games or five um, and Last of Us, they've all got the same mechanics that slightly get better each time, so you know what you're getting into.
2: I, like, of the core mechanics of... Sh- like, I view mechanics in this as you're crafting, you're scavenging, you're shooting, and you're sneaking and all the various quick-time events and climbing and traversal of terrain, but... I found, like, for me, what this game had the potential to have that would have made me like it more is on the stealth front, because, you know, I'm a stealth man, but... It does a thing where you can be stealthy in certain situations, but it forces you to play certain ways at certain points in a very naughty, doggy kind of way. Like, there's a scene where you get in the snow where you're getting chased by a hold. I died, like, ten times because I was trying to sneak, not realising that they were programmed to overrun me and there was no way I was getting... You know, I couldn't do that. I had to run. So I, I kind of just had a kind of wee... It's better than the first one, because you can lie down in grass and stuff like that, so that's, which is pretty cool. But overall, it's not strong enough in any one main thing. Like, it's not strong enough in the shooting for me to be a good shoot. Like, you're, you're not Nathan Drake, you don't have 400,000 bullets to shoot your way through it awesomely. But you, it's not a stealth game either. You don't have the opportunity to go from the start of the game to the end of the game sneaking, which in theory you should be able to do because it's you could yeah. sneak, I could sneak. So it feels to me like it doesn't know what it is enough, or maybe it does know what it is, but it's not for me to mechanically be gripping for me. Which it's it's not. It's me. It's a me thing. I know, but it's just such a, bit, a good point. That was a bit.
1: I. I, I... I must have played this the way that, you know, not got Dog expected people to play because I, I didn't do any of the... I only did stealth if I, I felt like I didn't have enough ammo, you know, but otherwise okay. it, everything's getting shot or stabbed in the neck.
2: Oh. <laughs> there, there was some epic... Uh, yeah, there's some epic bits where it, the thing, the place is swarming and you can sneak and it tries to throw you off. So there's one bit where you can't go prone because it's up to your knees in water. You have to duck. Mm-hmm. And I spent far too long in that game trying to get through that area without being caught and I got to the end door and I couldn't button prompt the end door because I hadn't killed someone that was standing on top of a box and I was like (laughs) no I should have just been able to sneak through this door Uh, so yeah uh, I found it a wee bit frustrating in that but I mean the the game itself it, it kept me going but just not amazing at any one thing for me so that's my mechanics that's my mechanics rundown and feelings
0: you guys kept using a word there sneak <laughs> i don't know what that is
2: <laughs>
0: um I, I like like coming from my i guess playstyle there is enough ammo to shoot everything in the face repeatedly and be fine i never once felt the need that i had to sneak and i never once did sneak Unless I got, you know, unless it's like the Burning Village or something like that, where it's trying to shush you along. And it was like, okay, I'll just run for it. Not a problem. Um, How does the shooting feel to you guys? Because oddly, I think the shooting feels perfectly fine. And it reminds me a lot of, if if you guys remember, The Order 1886. It reminds (laughs) me of that kind of shooting. Yeah. Where bullets have impact, but you're still going to need more than one most times.
2: Yeah, I my my pleasure in shooting was having the the silencer for the pistol and only having like six shots to try and headshot six people to make the sneaking easier. That was my MO for the most of the game there you could. But I didn't like like the shotguns or the salt you know uh, the, the other one that, you know I I wasn't a fan yeah, of it's... the rifle and things like that. I just I stuck to the pistols, and then that silenced MP5 that you get at the end is awesome. So I was very very happy with that.
1: I I think in the first one, because you're so, like, ammo-scarce, you're kind of forced to pick up or, like, use all the different weapons because you never have enough ammo to do most fights with one weapon. That In this one, I just kind of expected that. So my way of combat would be, like try and sneak as much as I can until I get spotted, gun the shit out, everything else. And then if I need to like melee combat with, with dodge, which is, I think is a really good addition to this, but also sometimes I, you know, just run around and then take cover, swap weapons and let like the enemy confusion to kick off. That's one thing I love about this game is like, you can totally freak the shit out of some of the (laughs) enemies. You know, if you're taking out all (laughs) the, all all these people and they start to notice like, where's like where's she gone? Where's, where's it done? And you can sneak up behind them. It's like, it, it gives me that Arkham Knight, um, sorry, Arkham Asylum level of feeling where you know where like the, the bad guys are like, Where
2: is he? Oh no. Yeah. And you could
1: see their heart rates going battle and stuff. Yeah, that's so oh, different combat style. Some of the,
2: Yeah, some of the dialogue like for that, I there was there's a bit just after that sneaky sunken city bit where you're in kind of like huts and there's people with dogs looking for you, and I shot one of the dogs, and they're like, oh my God, they shot Biscuit. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck, I feel I feel terrible. I've got to shoot the owner now just to kind of <laughs> write this.
3: And the owner's kids, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the weird gaminess of of when you get spotted, and it does that weird sort of tremor noise thing. Mm. Sort of, I don't know what that's all about, but besides that, I just found it really really gritty. I think I'm there for the environment and I'm there for the grit. Mm. <laughs> and there's a lot of it. <laughs> you know, you, you can be sort of, I, I love piping someone in the head, blowing the legs off with shotguns. I like, um, I always try and use the smoke thing, but I always think, will I have enough time to actually cave their head in by the time I run straight up to them? Uh, I love throwing a glass bottle and then throwing a it and once they've crowded in a place. I, I don't know. There's, it feels like there is a limited set to what you can do but it feels like it's just satisfying enough for me it it ticks every Mm. every every box (laughs) (laughs) you know the first game was super violent and i'm sure dave will attest because i think we had a slightly oh no that was only on the multiplayer side it was absolutely it was neutered so you didn't see people getting their heads blown off and all that sort of stuff in multiplayer but Jeez, it's just,
0: that was a long time ago, Mike. There's,
3: there's, there's a level of gore in this thing, which is like, I don't know, it's it's good for me. I don't know what that says about me, but it's good. So, I'll um, see,
0: like, I, I would actually argue a little with that. Like, the level of gore in this, I don't think is any more or less than most other games that are coming out. I mean, is this really that different than God of War? Is it really that mm. different than, like, a Resident Evil? Like, it, but, it's fairly...
3: There's an extra added incentive to it, which is that... the. I mean, I don't really fall for the name-calling thing. In fact, before they even got a t- chance to say that it was Gavin I was shooting, Gavin was already dead, and so was his friend. So,
0: you know, yeah, I was going to say, unlike <laughs> Craig, they got out, oh no, they shot Bit, and then their head was blown off. I don't care. Exactly.
3: <laughs> so, but there's... <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's just something really cool about it, and it's it just very very satisfying, very versatile. Very, I think quite often you'll just get like um let me think of one of the best bits i had was a. Uh, there's like a bit where you're going through all these big sort of like taller buildings and they're all um there's a lot of sort of campments from from the bad guys at that point and you get a bit where they're all like some of them some of them are sniping from windows the others are running across the streets past all these banks and stuff like that and you sort of at some points you can shoot someone with a long range gun who's sniping you from somewhere and then after you've cleared everyone else out on the ground level finally make your way up there and you'll find like a severed arm like hanging over a window frame and the body halfway into a filing cabinet with all the you know like the physics all it all gels together to make and and the second time around i played this bit and i saw nothing of it so i was like oh my word that was a completely fluke accident that his arm stuck in the way. yeah
0: i am i'm a little concerned about how many people's arms fly off in this because they got shot with a pistol <laughs> but hey um well, no, this is the big,
3: big caliber <laughs> weapon i was using against him pretty certain that. um well,
0: one thing we've all mentioned so far sorry craig uh is the melee system sure um I kind of like, I mean, a lot of times, like, that area that you mentioned where, you know, it's the buildings and you're just running. Like, I almost melee killed everybody there, even if you're just using your little knife as Ellie. Uh, I actually enjoyed the melee system quite a bit. Did you guys avoid it, use it on purpose?
1: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I charged up behind something, like, full-on sprint and then stab it. And then... oh I was to the
0: face
1: (laughs) just to reiterate Mike's point of like the variation of animation is crazy like there's so many ways that like Ellie does things or uh, Abby does things that it's not the same movement every time and I think that helps to kind of make it feel like fresh or intense like you know I was playing it again tonight and um I did a dodge of of some enemy, and then like basically did like a almost like a superman jump stab in the in the neck and then i did it again with another enemy and this time it was like a, a stab in the chest and it's like it, it might not seem that much but even if you just watch how an enemy dies like the, the the pool of blood can go different directions and like the the animation is the the corpse dies it's like there's so much detail I th- it's just every time you play it, it seems to be something new to look at which i find really 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 decent yeah
3: yeah, it's a bit, to nitpick, I would say there's only a couple of points. Those real idiotic little things that stick their head out behind filing cabinets and then <laughs> yeah. sneak around. Those oh, things, those things they, they mess up the animation system a bit because they're just weird. <laughs> <clears throat> but besides that, I, I mean, you open... We'll probably I'll probably get sick of opening cabinets at some point or opening drawers <laughs> but depending upon how quickly you press that button, it feels like the animation changes. You don't know whether they're going to Swipe open a cupboard and grab it in the same fluent motion, or whether they're gonna, you know, it's. There's just you, you second guessing what the animation's gonna throw at you a lot, even if you have played it before. That's the amazing thing.
0: I'm gonna, you know? I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I'm not near in love with the animations in this as usual. No.
3: Okay. Um,
0: it, it was, it was. It, you just rub Ellie up against everything like she's a damn sponge <laughs> while you're mashing the button, and that's it. Like for the most part, I didn't. Um, I didn't bleh, Marvel in all. Ooh, she reached her hand around the thing. I'm like, I don't care. Just give me the damn nuts and bolts. Um, I didn't even notice so, on my yeah, first playthrough,
1: though. It's. I think it's just the more you spend time with it. But yeah, I totally get it
0: Um, I, that's actually one of my points of complaints. Would be I wish things were marked a little better in the world, so you knew. Okay, it's it's worth rubbing Ellie up against this desk or it's not. Otherwise, you, you just end up, you go into a room, you do a circuit, and you walk out. You don't really step into the doorway, look around, and go, okay, I, there's something there. Like, you would in that's real a
1: really, life. That's a really good point. I think Naughty Dog are struggling, or they haven't quite mastered that open world into scenario situation. Like, previous games, it was a basically a corridor you followed, and you could, it was like, you could see what each part was like. This is an investigation bit. This is a sneak area. This is a combat area. You know, it's whilst you've got this open world bit in the middle, it's hard to break that down. Yeah. Very good point.
2: Oh, that Seattle day one open world is a yeah. disaster. It's <laughs> absolute disaster. I, like, this This is semi-segue, but I don't... It's still mechanical, but what you're talking... I disappeared for two seconds and I didn't listen to half the conversation, but I did not give a fuck about how she picked up nuts and bolts. But <laughs> what I did discover, because I always go into accessibility options and change color blindness, and this game has some of the best accessibility stuff I've ever seen in any oh, game awesome. ever. And not just in terms of color. <laughs> probably, like... No, you're not wrong because the amount of options that are in there. You've got um adapt adaptive stuff for if you were blind or if you were deaf. Oh wow. Stuff like I activated a couple of stuff just out of comfort. So one of the things you can do is when you you know when you crouch down and you can do your Batman hearing, you can actually <laughs> tap circle and you see all the pick up all the pick upable things b- ping. So the filing cabinet that has something in it pings. Oh that's really nice It cuts out some stuff and what it also does Is it automatically Presses triangle to pick up stuff As you walk past it So you can go round the rooms a lot quicker And that's the only reason that I managed to end up platinum in this was because I I just walked around hoovering everything up (laughs) um, like a maniac. But yeah, like accessibility, you you can skip puzzles. So uh, the other bit of mechanics is the traversal of the place. And it's lots of pushing boxes and, you know, like rolling a thing down a hill and there's a cart there that needs to get pushed. Zelda puzzles, yeah. Yeah. All of those, without missing any trophies, because there's no trophies within those bits, you can hit options, skip puzzle, and skip them. I didn't skip the puzzles, by the way. That would be insane, because it would probably be the only interesting bit of the game. But yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to highlight, like, on the accessibility, it's excellent. It's just it's just <laughs> excellent. So yeah, well done, Naughty Dog. God, that
3: was a bit scathing, wasn't it?
2: Oh totally, totally hate this game. Other than that <laughs>
0: Okay, so one thing I want to talk about other than accessibility, which I didn't even think to do, Greg. It was a good idea. Um did you guys want the open world parts of this game? After, because well
1: after playing the first one, I think it it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I think it can be improved, but I think it also helped almost like tell the story of the world a bit more. Like Especially when you kind of did those, they're not side quests as such, but you know, like the Seattle area where you've got all the, you can see how the the military and the, the rebel kind of thing went down. Um, yeah, I don't hate it.
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the I'm the total opposite. Just to again do the middle management <laughs> shit sandwich, uh, like for me, the, the back to the mechanics that kind of stealth. What you said, look in the first one in a in an Uncharted game, you're on a, you're in a corridor and you know if it's a QTE and then you can tell if oh I need to sneak through this area, it's a stealth area. Oh, there's hundreds of guys, better get shooting and there's four boxes of ammo somewhere, like that feels like it's much it bent the mechanics benefit that play style. it doesn't feel like it is an open world game as much i don't I just that seattle day one with ellie felt so weird and wrong to be riding about and then she pulls out a map and it's highlighted places that you might want to investigate for a bit of exposition you're like i'll just i'll get to i'll get to the point here um I don't know I just it, it reminds me of I Arkham like Knight
1: it. in a way where like I didn't think that worked very well either similar sort of thing where you kind of jump between all the sections of an older game where they tried to make it open world
0: we're not talking about Arkham Knight but we should do it now because I totally disagree with you <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not playing I'm not doing this for trophies again I can't <laughs>
0: yeah I did it too buddy we're going to go to a support group uh, what? Mike what about you
3: I I'm I don't know. So this is quite an early part of the game, to be honest. And you kind of um, I think the second I went in there, I was thinking, "Ooh, this is quite amazing." But it, it's quite a short-lived sort of. I'd argue that day one, Seattle is probably about all you really get. Then you just get wider levels.
2: <laughs> yeah. You
3: know, uh, that, that's, that's it. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean, you poem. could say something like the the initial Seraphites bit is quite cool, but it's not really that much. You know, it's more an illusion of of a bit of freedom. Whereas the actual that that free free roaming bit is, I thought it was well made. I thought it looked cool. I thought there were enough little things. You know, like swinging on little ropes and stuff like that, and kind of riding a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, I hate
0: getting on and off that horse every five yeah. seconds. You're on and then you're
2: off and then you're on. The thing with the area is you, you're on your corridor and you're going through and there's one gate that you need to go and get petrol for. I have seen Ellie like get over many walls by pushing carts and climbing on top of stuff. Why did it take an entire 10 hour open world game to open a gate?
0: It was a scary gate? <laughs> Um, I, you know, on that note, like, like no, I don't have the answer for that, yeah, but I on know, that note, I, I will give them Naughty Dog knows how satisfying it is to walk up to a store and be like, oh, the door's locked. Oh, wait, I'll just smash the window. Like, I love them for, for doing that. You could just smash the window and walk into somewhere. That's a yeah. wonderful thing you, more than uh, games need to do.
1: You're giving me vampire vibes where I know I'm going to walk up to the store. I know. I know it's, it's like, going to tell me it's, it's locked. It's
0: the window. Just yeah. the window. <laughs> um, okay. So... Down to brass tacks on this, because this is a lot of where I fall on this, is did you guys care about the story? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. Okay. Did you not?
0: Right. The moment you got done with your Abby introduction, I'm going to keep it light for now. The moment you got done, you knew exactly what the game was going to be. And I'm like, ah! But, like like Mike said with, um, with the open world area, a lot of why I didn't enjoy that was because I don't care. You're going to find some little mini story where, oh no, these people became zombies and that's it. Or, oh no, these people were killed by bandits. That's it. Like, the, there wasn't interesting reasons to explore the world like there is in something like Fallout or even a Metro kind of thing. Where you'll get these interesting little side stories. In this, it literally is just, oh, they're dead. Okay, whatevs. Um
2: did I, I a, this... did I hear a vote for playing Fallout New Vegas? I think it is. <laughs> I mean, New Vegas is the only good new Fallout anyway. <laughs> um,
0: I don't find much interesting in this world. Like the moment, I think the clickers are way underplayed in this. Because without the clickers being the main focus, or not the whatever the infected, not just clickers, um, it, it devolves into what every zombie story devolves into, and that is, oh no, turns out man is the real monster here. Like, like that was half the reason why Days Gone was awful. Um so, for you guys, the characters really were enough for it to pull you to like these side areas so you could check out different little stories.
1: There's more that, to that than that, though, Div. Like, I mean, if you, if, I can't remember what game, if this was the first or the second one, but like, I, I know that this game, like, the virus is based on a, a real life virus that affects like ants. Yeah, Cortex. That's it. Um, and they, they reckon. It was came from coffee um, that was imported from South Africa or America um, and the breakout yeah, I, I know like tons about the lore of this game and I've picked that up from side quests and the multiple playthroughs I've, I've done so it's not just the characters that have drawn me in it's like the, the whole world and like yeah it does the, the cliche zombie end of the world stuff but I think for me there was enough in it to think or, or to to be intrigued into what did people do or why did these factions form or, you know, how did these events take place? Um, Like the, the story between Joel and his brother, uh, Tommy is, is quite fascinating. And there's, there's loads of reoccurring themes in this game that I think, um, i'll discuss it a bit more when we get to the spoiler side of it but
0: yeah yeah i'm trying to keep it light yeah it's hard
1: th- that's the thing i think is quite interesting like there's a amount of times i've just sat and thought about this game and like you know what happens between ellie abby joel tommy it's like reoccurring themes that just keep on cropping up in different
2: different areas and like yeah it's the, I, I, the reoccurring I, I, theme I, is terrible decision making
0: I was gonna say the recording <laughs> theme is don't be a selfish dick and things will be okay.
2: Yeah,
1: it's all good selfishness. There
3: <laughs> <laughs> there is an issue with this one in, in that. Um, I think uh there's there's always gonna be the classics, itchy tasty. That's it. Itchy tasty is, is the all itchy tasty S tier, man. <laughs> but at the, the same point, I think the first Last of Us, there were like, you know, parallel stories running along with the game. And it was like it did get inside your head a little bit, you know, just trying to read the environment, find out what happened. Um, I think this one fails a bit. I think it just, you get so many messages and scrawled notes and things that you're like, don't really care. You're not... <laughs> If, you, if you're going to be a character in this game, you'll probably be dead after two minutes anyway. So it's sort of. Like...
0: Yeah, don't sign up to be an extra in the Last of Us franchise. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> but I, I genuinely just didn't really care as much about you know reading someone's diary entries on a table. Or sort of like I've done this once before. It's you know you can you, once you get to know a new world, a part two isn't going to alter that world a drastic amount. And I think it's best for him to just stick to what, what ultimately the main core of it is, which is the the main story of Alien and, and, I, see, and co.
0: I Like, you bring up a good point. Like, maybe that was it. Like, I don't have the feelings for The Last of Us 1 that I do for this uh, in terms of, like, how I'm kind of disappointed. But in The Last of Us 1, you did have the, whoa, these are really cool new zombies based on, like, the Cordyceps virus. That's a really cool hook. This doesn't by the time you walk into this, you know exactly what the monsters are going to be.
1: That's the same with every zombie or sequel game, though, isn't it? It's like uh, I've watched a lot of The Walking Dead lately, and it's like uh, I watched there's your problem. Well, (laughs) I watched the first and the second (laughs) season, and like the interaction between the characters and the zombies is like interesting because they're super terrified of it, but now they're just like plotless. You know, uh, that zombie that would have taken... Yeah, they'd fly out. and
0: shove them out of the way while they go get milk. It's like, I yeah, move out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I, I think, like, they have some good ideas in this with, like, the boomer fights and the Rat King fight. Like, they could have gone farther with the monstrous end of this. Or even, you know, you have your... Like, I, I, Mike mentioned Resident Evil, right? Like, that's the one thing that I think that franchise does that every franchise should take is... Don't just rely on your one monster. You got to have like 17 different monsters for each new game and that keeps things interesting. In this, like other than, you know, a random one hit kill that would surprise me. Like, ah, oh yeah, that's right. They're in this. Um, Did you guys care at all about whether or not you were going into a sport atmosphere or not? Like, was it just, eh, whatever. Okay, it's going to be clickers now.
3: Oh, I thought you were talking about from a story perspective because I mean, it's like that's (laughs) that's all just being binned. There's no threat to spore environments in this game anymore, unless no, you know. um, I think it is a. I mean, the thing is, the spore environments in this game are a little bit more on the forgettable side, to be honest. Mm -hmm. The first one that's except for the one in the
0: hotel. I'll I'll give them that one. I
1: thought the hospital one was pretty cool as well, like Ground Zero. Okay,
3: uh, that's not. Te- is that te- yeah? Yeah, I guess it is. technically. Uh it's not that huge, that usual sort of dust, dust world, though, is it?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Bits and pieces of it are. Yeah, depending on where you are in it. Yeah.
3: yeah. If, if you drop
1: down into the, you know, the bit where you push or take somebody with you, um, and then meet yeah. the meet
3: the boss. Ah. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I think it, it's it's just a case of. Being a sequel has kind of diminished diminished returns from a lot of it, hasn't it? But it on the same note, minute. it looks bloody marvellous. So let's skip all the rest and just talk about the graphics. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: the only thing I found bad in this <laughs> was teenage Abby's head. She's got a weird head when she's a teenager. Oh well, there's <laughs> um, the, other than that.
1: There's a thing with that that, they, that the, the 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 actor. She's like she's. Wearing a or the it, so it's a different voice actor to the person that's done the mocap, but um, yeah, she had to like wear padding and stuff I think to to bulk her out, and it doesn't look natural. Yeah, it's just
0: got like <laughs> little, she's got like little Aloy head problem yeah. going on there. Like Ellie, I think always looks good. Like Ellie just always looks proportional and and fine, even when they do the younger. Can we? Uh, Abby was the only one that was like, "Your head's weird, buddy." Uh, how how is, is she it maintaining Eric that Stolt weight and with that share <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, but yes, like this is surprisingly like enough to make my eyebrows raise of like, oh yeah, this was PS4. Man, this looks really good.
3: Hmm. Sorry, but I had to mention the movie Mask for a second. <laughs> just... Oh, Eric
0: Stoltz! Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Oh.
0: Um. So.
3: F- oh look, wasn't it Aloy out of Horizon who had a super massive just head. Said- she oh, had a sorry. Head. Oh, Apologies. Apologies.
0: <laughs> um Oops. So, so out of curiosity and I don't know if they're going to do this or not but you know the game companies are what they are if they remaster this for PS5 what do you think there's enough there for you to be like yeah I'm gonna check it out because for me there was on the first one going from three to four
1: <laughs> well I don't know how many, how many remasters the last one are we on there so um... uh,
0: yeah two I think it's it's going to be up there with Okami soon. I mean,
2: Horizon... It's got PS5 as well. Yeah. There was a new version So So Oh, P4, has it? Five. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: got... Uh, oh, one more and it's tied Okami. All right.
1: It's, yeah, it's crazy. I don't think there's enough for... I think it looks great. I mean, maybe they could do some sort of further patches. Clicky triggers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Clicky triggers. <laughs> yeah. Clicky triggers are in this, aren't they? To, are they? To, to a slight level, I think. Oh, the, you're right. The you're, they are. Yeah, mm, mm. I thought could it I, amazing. Did I bring up the story,
2: um,
1: this... before we go into the story side? There's one thing that so there was a lot of controversy about this game when it came out. Um, story was leaked, and then it turned out a lot of it was fake. So I I kind of came into this thinking, oh, it's not going to be for me. Um, but I didn't. I wasn't actually that, or I didn't find any of the the things that were reported to be that bad. Apart the, you know, I won't go into the spoilery one, but. Um, The the two main complaints are uh, the splitting of the story into two different halves. So, um, you know, you've got, you play all of Ellie's part and then all of Abby's part. A lot of people think that doesn't flow very well. I kind of liked it. I
0: have a note on that.
1: Ah, okay. So what did you think, Dave?
0: Um, I I think Abby's story should have been done parallel, not sequential.
1: I, I agree, but I don't think it was a game breaker. But I think it
0: Oh, no, no, no. It's not like Mass Effect 3 level, oh, oh, God, what have we wrought level nonsense. No.
3: I think it's actually a bit more. I don't think it's a game of two halves, to be honest. I think there's. I feel like you get, get a game of two halves for the most part, and then potentially Last of Us Part 3 thrown in as a little bonus.
0: Well, I don't know, because the only problem I had was when you get to that point with Ellie where it does that really hard switch, right? Uh, Let's say the lobby, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You know exactly what's going to be happening up until that point. Yeah. So it really lost a lot of its... Where's the story going when you have, oh, I know Abby eventually does this and this and this. So I'm going to have to do that. And they didn't even do the cool... Like, they could have done a thing where... Spoilers where you're playing as the people that Ellie is going after.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it's weird cuz that w- what the other big complaint is supposedly Abby was going to be transgender and that's mixed up with a different character. So there was a lot of hate towards her before the game had even come out. You know, it was like you know, a political sort of LGBT thing had been forced upon the game which turns out not to
3: be true, but I, I think I think this is a load of bollocks, though, because I don't think people should inject anything. I don't care if I'm playing as a gay person in the game. I'm playing a game. <laughs> I'm no, not no, there I, to be myself. Yeah, a lot no, of people I, don't like Goodfellas because it, it makes crime look good. Who gives a fuck? You, you, you get a brand new I, experience been different.
1: I'm in the same boat. I just think that with all that negative press and then the big switch of playing as Ellie and then Abby, it was like. You can see from the reviews online, a lot of people just like, you know, a couple hours with Abby, they're like, nah, that's it, I'm out, done. Whilst had they continued, or had maybe it been like, plays Ellie, plays Abby, hour by hour or day by day, however they wanted to do it, maybe people would have had the chance to warm to the character, because I think by the time you do get to the end, I think there's enough of there to warm to her almost.
0: Oh, now see, I, <clears throat> I very much prefer Abby to Ellie. Yeah. Ellie is a very boring one-note character in this. She's not near the pleasant experience she was in the first one. She's she is a miserable cunt in this yeah. game. <laughs>
3: I totally agree. Oh, wow, <laughs> so, the first time that's yeah. been used on the
0: podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like, like even my daughter who was playing it uh, played the first one after this. Like I said, and she's like, "Wow, Ellie is so much more fun in the first one." I'm like, "I know, right?" Like, like I don't know why they decided to do that. It's one of the themes, though. Sh-
1: it's one of the themes that like Joel's obsession with basically having a reincarnation of his daughter in Ellie has made you know taking ellie's like one purpose or what she thought was her purpose away from her so she just becomes a like a husk like almost like joe became where she's she's relentless she doesn't care she just she's solely focused on revenge or or or, you know whatever it is and that's exactly who joe was
0: yeah but the only problem is she starts the game miserable yeah well it's because if, if that had been something where it gradually she's lost her bits of personality while she was going for revenge that would have been a little more interesting but she starts miserable and that also takes away from any chance of she may have learned like like we all learn from our parents mistakes she could have learned from the mistake that Joel made but well, it-
3: none of these are spring chickens are they it's definitely shown that age factors into yeah. being a cynical yeah <laughs>
0: I don't know how old is Ellie supposed to be. I, I took her I'm as like eighteen, sure. nineteen.
3: Well, no, she must be in her mid so, yeah. twenties. I thought. Yeah. four-year huh? flash-forward isn't there at some point? Really? Two, is that she's that old? Well, I'm not sure. It could be two years. Of, I yeah, think I think overall,
1: that journey's lost though, isn't it? You, you do see pieces well, that's, of her. That's
0: less of an excuse.
1: You you do see pieces of her in the like the you know, flashback scene where they go to the museum and stuff. You know, she's still there in a way, but. Yeah, you do miss that yeah, journey. even then, it's
2: very muted. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, Ellie in The Last of Us 2 is officially 19 years old. Wow, she seems a go. lot older.
0: I mean, I mean, if I was Joel, I would have not looked for supplies. I would have looked for some fucking Thorazine or something for that kid. Been like, <laughs> do, you Look, do you think it's
3: the whole grunge period sort of pushing on to him, considering it's all set in Seattle and- Okay. Going on I was waiting for the Nirvana grunge to come out um, one
0: thing I want to talk about on, on the mechanics that uh, before we get in the story it kind of plays into both is I really don't like how Ellie and Abby are two very different types of physicality and they play exactly the same There's they, they should have had Abby play as a more muscular more physical
2: person they don't. She plays exactly the same as scrawny, wiry Ellie. Uh, to be fair, like I thought about this and there are subtle differences like Ellie's stealth kill is a, is a knife to the throat and then a knife to the chest. Abby man-modes them, or woman-modes <laughs> them, sorry, yeah. or whatever grabs them and then cracks their neck in that typical <laughs> and it's there's wee things like that. Well, I
0: mean, more in, in, in the actual like yeah. gameplay, like a door that Ellie would have to find a key for. or oh, a right. okay. Yeah. You could have had Abby's shoulder bust through it.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Kind of like, the, I'm, I'm so disappointed. The, the cutscenes are where you see her kind of hulk it up. Yeah, absolutely.
3: She does. She does do a lot more of lifting, filing cabinets, and things like that, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Yeah. She does.
2: Right. She lifts a lot of filing cabinets. She's... Yeah, but that's all like but...
3: pr- hold button to
0: do. It's not. I'm going to play different now. Like, you know, it, it's like playing the difference between Leon and Claire, right? Yeah. Like, to use yeah. another zombie game.
2: The angle that Abby can hold a ladder at out to the horizontal <laughs> is off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> like, her traps must have been burning. Se- seriously, like, though, I- how is she maintaining
1: that muscle with that, like, <laughs> such a low burritos. intake? Burritos! Of- <laughs>
0: burritos! Oh, yeah, burritos! I mean, those, those are just some magic burritos.
1: Yeah, it's all whey powder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Alright, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to talk about mechanics-wise before we jump mainly into story?
2: I hated driving a boat.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of uh, Sinking
2: City. Yeah. It's a fucking, why does it need to be a boat? I can swim faster than this thing for a start. Anyway, no. It, nothing, it, the boat
1: arrow to. is uh, is quite fun i thought it was good
2: oh the bow and arrow is fantastic the fact Damn. that ellie's got a bow and arrow and abby's got a crossbow is like mm. oh what what was that ah. noise <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> fetish unlocked type noise
1: get my, my daryl dixon in
0: yeah guys um the shotgun was better the bow no. is useless. Just, just one hundred percent useless.
2: Nah. If you headshot with a bow, you've got like a fifty-fifty chance you're getting your arrow back. It's, it's Hoop- brilliant.
0: Hope to do in the time it takes you to get the arrow back, you can have six other people dead.
3: Hmm. I think, I think in terms of mechanics, one one thing that does get me a tiny bit is um, I don't often like the way uh, encounters get set up. You know, it feels like you're crossing invisible lines, and then suddenly. Mm-hmm. Six people will suddenly go. hmm, What's that noise? You're, you hear a whistle, and you're like, "Ah, <laughs> when we get shot with an arrow." Yeah.
2: Oh, when <clears> you <throat> first encounter them, and you're you can sneak through that kind of forest park area, but there's wee ledges that you have to climb up, and I'm like, I, before you climb up the ledge, I was like. They're going to fucking shoot me when I climb up, because <laughs> you have to animate up. And sure enough, you get shot yeah, in the shoulder with yeah. an arrow. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah, yeah. And there's another bit where you're pushing a cart, and the wall, the, the floor collapses underneath you. This is when you're farting about yeah, the boat. Yeah. But I was pushing it along the opposite side of the corridor, and I robotically went sideways to the point where it <laughs> went and fell through the ground. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" That was just <laughs> stupid looking. Yeah. and also i sent i think dave i think i sent you a video i can't remember but i uh had a problem in one area where whenever a stealth killed someone i sunk through the ground and oh was, yeah that's right you did <laughs> like completely and utterly into oblivion i was just <laughs> looking up i would
0: have said this game is technically flawless <laughs> and then craig's like oh look i found a bug
2: i don't know how he does it every time i don't know um, and I just I, the last thing I've got to say on mechanics and it's the thing that bugged me a wee bit was I spent a lot of time stealthing my way through this and I was reasonably chuffed we getting through parts of it that you could but then at one point I was hiding waiting for someone and I couldn't see where they were and I just thought I'm just going to be still and they walked backwards right over me <laughs> without seeing me and I was like oh. Oh, I don't know if that devalued the entire achievement that I just had by the fact that they walked on top of me and didn't spot me. I was just like, oh, I didn't like that.
0: Ellie's hey. superpower is she can go very flat. Uh-huh,
2: yeah. yeah
1: well, the game assumes um, everything's going to be dead before you reach it. It's not your problem. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so let's talk story. Uh, if you have not played this and our too positive, too negative approach to this is interested you, go ahead and play it and then forget you downloaded this and come back a year later and go, oh yeah! And then you can listen to us talk about the story. Um, first off, who wants to give, like, just a basic overview of the story?
2: Revenge. Slowly followed by a chapter two in Revenge. Slowly followed by a final act with Revenge. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: that was missing was that Quentin Tarantino alarm noise.
2: (laughs) Um, that's that's me like it it is it's just a revenge story but it's a revenge story that could have just not happened because of bad decisions and things but basically people come to your nice wee village fuck joel up in a bad way with a golf club uh to the point where he's not alive anymore and then ellie decides to go on the randan trying to kill the people that killed joel At which point she kills everyone apart from the one person that she wanted to kill. And then that person decides to go on a rampage to kill Ellie and get to that bit. And then Ellie decides again that she can't let it lie. So she goes on another rampage and then still doesn't kill Abby. There we go. I along the doing. way
0: they meet a very nice little boy named lev and he's the only damn good character in this game
2: <laughs> I, I like lev I, I, i've got a bit of a soft spot for dina as well because Gina's she's good, huh? pregnant and and she's she's kind of got her head screwed on and stuff
1: it doesn't matter um, if you're pregnant in this game you could still die we've, we've established that well
2: yeah
0: um I, 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 wait, you guys didn't see that coming the moment yeah. you realize there's two pregnant ladies you're like oh one of them's gonna die yeah I, the only thing i was i was uh a little wrong on was, I did have Dina marked for death, right? I'm like, okay, she's yeah. going to die at the end. She doesn't. I'm kind of happy she doesn't. Um, she shouldn't have left the house. It was a really nice farmhouse. I mean, could have done something. Okay, so. um, One, the first thing that made me go, ew, that's weird, is this game wants you to care that Joel dies. Does anybody care that Joel dies? Because who likes Joel?
3: Oh, I like him.
0: He's a <laughs> fucking
3: dickhead! I mean, that's the only thing. This one, he, he's a, he's a sorry, sorry state in this one. And you're like, oh god, the sorry I don't state want to in the first this one, guys. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say it's not like he was a shining beacon of humanity yeah. in the no. first one. If, if you no, don't look, like convict- more
3: played out this time. It definitely look it's it's maybe a tiny bit overacted this time. I don't know. He's a
2: vaguely controlling
3: narcissistic
2: person with daughter issues. <laughs>
1: if you think about it, right, Joel, Joel is a fucking arsehole to everybody else in the world, but but Ellie and to Ellie he's a father that's lost, he's lost something, you know, when his daughter died in at the start. It totally broke him and he became this horrible like the world changed him into whatever he became, you know, this ruthless killer. And that's that's acceptable. Like the big uproar about Joel dying in like the first half hour of the game or hour of the game, I don't see a problem with that because if you look at what that guy's done to the world, it's absolutely fucking crazy. But at the same time, and like he knows that himself. As soon as as soon as he gets captured, he's like, Why don't you just save the speech and just get this over with? You know, like he knows he's had, he's had this coming. But there's two sides to Joel. there's that side of joe and then there's the father figure that ellie had or oh, he's a
0: terrible father he is
1: <laughs> absolutely but he's doing the best that he can and that that's the bit that's interesting because ellie feels attached to him in a way when she looks at him from that point of view but when she takes a step back and sees what he did to the world by not letting her go through that surgery and stuff she's like i i find that conflict interesting but so yeah, he's a fucking. dick. He
0: has all the time in the world. He should have read a parenting book at some point. What else is he gonna do? I don't
1: know if the parenting, parenting book helps with book. children. You
0: know? <laughs> I, I, yeah, but but see that like that's the thing. It, it, a lot of other people in this world lost children too and they're not Hmm. monsters
3: i was gonna say that they're very self-important people a lot of the time because (laughs) joel for example joel seems to attach himself to the story as if though he knows every single person's point of view on it and it's like really there's nothing wrong with having a person who's like oh so what <laughs> like, i mean he'd it, not be a nice guy but he doesn't have to look like he's absorbed every single pain of the world and like he's the only individual it's ever happened to <laughs> it feels it feels just a little overplayed to me i don't know i don't know I'd, I'd generally genuinely sort of i don't mind him he's got a weird choice of pearl jam songs but you know oh well i wouldn't have a drink with him.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, and let me state here, like, I, I don't have a problem with a game centering around unpleasant people. I like that. That's mm. a really cool choice that more games should do, because the world's full of unpleasant people, too. But, the way they tried to soak emotionality out of, oh, look, this world's greatest monster died. Aren't you sad? You're like, no. Let's, let's, good for Abby. Let's go.
1: But, um, y- y- there are reasons to like him, you know, like, yes totally agree not like when he died I'm like yeah you deserve that but it, th- the way he he almost becomes a father again or like a good person when he's around Ellie and he has those moments of you know like getting her a guitar or taking her to the
3: space museum or like you know that so he's a
0: divorced dad on the weekend well,
3: our first introduction to him is him losing his daughter for fuck's sake that's that's yeah. pretty much set the tone of the entire series, hasn't it? That first sort of like half an hour of the get the first game. Yeah. But, I mean, you you've got to have a, I don't know. Unless you're absolutely cruel, no matter the situation. If that's what your, no matter your situation, whatever's happened to them, you got to you got to have some sort of emotion. <laughs> I. I do have emotion, but, I. Dave, I think
2: you you said it a couple of minutes ago, people lose people all the time. Like, I've been watching this crime series about serial killers, and half of them are, like, was abused in childhood and had a terrible upbringing. Hundreds of thousands of people probably have a terrible upbringing, but only a couple of people go on to become serial killers and rape the decapitated heads of their victims. Like... You know, there, there is a bit of sadness that he loses his daughter, but he goes fucking off the deep end, like, in a big way. And, and,
0: and that's fine. That's fine. That's cool. I, yeah. uh, but my my problem is that he treats Ellie the same way he treats everybody else. He's not a good father figure. He's a terrible person to Ellie. I don't know if He that's... doesn't tell her the truth. He tries to placate yeah, okay. her with gifts instead of actually solving problems. Like he treats her like he treats everybody else. I
1: honestly think that's down his selfishness, where he 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 needs that oh, release yeah. from her. It's not it's not a relationship for Ellie. It's for his. It's his little glimpse of the man he used to be.
2: The only song that he writes and they have to play on guitar and that stupid guitar minigame thing is, is it's like, if I were to lose you, I would lose a bit of myself and I'm like, oh, mate, just fucking top yourself already. <laughs> that is, with that's
3: Pearl Jam song, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's... <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of Pearl Jam, so that's just another no, no, start no, off the game for me. I've never heard
3: it before this. It's, I, <laughs> well,
2: I like identity and stuff, but... I did see... <laughs> what song is it Ellie plays in the theatre? It's...
3: Oh, it's in the 80s. No, it? Is it like yeah. Take On Me or something yeah. like that?
2: Yeah, it is Take On Me. Yeah, you're right.
1: Have you seen the craze on the YouTube of people playing, like, like, actual songs for that? Like, I saw one Ooh. of Metallica's one today. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it still kind of worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, supporting characters-wise, I mean, we'll get to the big, like, like, junction points of the story in a minute. Um... I didn't care much for any of them other than Lev and Dina. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, uh, Owen and all of that, Mel, they're all bams. Like, they're just all bams. Oh, I did like the Spanish um, Shagaman What's his name? <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, it's called Manny. Like Man- Manny. I know, no, that's it, yeah, yeah I, I was a wee bit sad because he just gets shot in the head. You know, like dead quickly.
3: Yeah. Like his his death is a bit. Uh, un- he gets cocky sad. trying to get through that other door, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh, they'll never know.
1: Jesse kind, kind of died <laughs> in the same way as as well, though. That yeah. was. It, yeah, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but.
2: Well, there was a lot of mirroring of things yeah. like. You know, Abby visiting the aquarium with Owen, and you are and Ellie visits the the zoo, space museum with Joel, and there's a there's a couple of other bits where they kind of have a mirrored journey to get to the point they get to, and I thought that was doing that on purpose to try and you know, like make it feel like when you get back to that scene, you don't want one of them to kill the other. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. none of them are real. Oh, they're both the bad guy. None, they're just. They should, they should just call it quits. They should just call it quits. Enough damage has been done.
0: I really hate that aquarium. I'm very tired of that aquarium. Mm-hmm. If I have to go through another aquarium in a game, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um. So, Joel dies. He's dead. Um. Ellie goes off. You don't meet a colorful cast of characters, which is a little sad. You could have had, like, you know, a dog or some dog meat could have showed up or a talking frog or somebody. But no. Uh, it's just dead people all the way up until you get to the theatre and then you turn into Abby. Now, did you guys want to get back
2: to Ellie while you were playing as Abby? Or did you not care? There, there was a point, like, I quite liked jumping to- I liked the straight cut to Abby and I liked the way it was separated. I wasn't- I didn't feel strongly the other way about it, but there was a point where I was just like, this is getting a wee bit... I didn't think Abby was going to get as much screen time as Ellie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a few chapters or something. And at one point, you get to the aquarium, you have to go through all the aquarium again, and then the next chapter is just backtracking. You're like, oh, they could have they skipped this at least, backtracking. Um, so, yeah, there was a, there was a point, but it was just the length of time you were with her rather than... I didn't think immediately I don't like playing I want to play Ellie again I just you were Abby for too long.
0: I, I think the whole game as a whole could have lost about 20% mm-hmm. especially the backtracking yeah. and the oh let's go back to the aquarium again it's like oh, I mean you the that theater about,
3: back um, to the th- theater that backtracking bit it's like it doesn't really feel like it adds much yet in comparison. If you look at slightly different bits in the first game, you get things like you know walking across the beach and seeing those like boats and things like that. A sort of uh, the sewer section. I think there's. I don't know. There's some of environments are just a little bit too weak to where where they could be. Uh.
0: And I mean I'm a little I imagine it's a little unpopular, but I think you could have cut all of California. Ooh,
1: no. At the end. I no, I I call it yeah. a bit.
0: It didn't really add anything. What did it add?
1: Well, it shows it shows um Allie so at the end where she she frees her and the, then she she has that flashback of Joel dying and she's like, right, no, no, I actually need to carry on with this. And then again, she has the flashback of Joel. It's like her her flipping between the different versions of Joel that she's got in her head before she comes back to the realisation of who she is and like lets that go. There's quite an interesting bit, you know, where she loses the two fingers. Um, In the fir- first game, this is a theory on the internet. I don't know if it's, it's done on purpose. In the first game, when Joel tells her that there was they couldn't save her or they they couldn't use her or they had other people and it was all fine and everybody lived and that stuff she's holding those two fingers and it's like people are saying it's like is that some sort of connection to 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 the Joel piece and oh uh, yeah, bollocks. It, it was I thought it was quite cool but um I'll say it. I mean I mean
0: there yeah it's, okay it could be symbolism sure yeah,
1: yeah. um but yeah like the, the california piece I think as well it kind of shows you like you know Abby, obviously, at at the start of the game or in the the first game, she's like, you know, you you see her say that, you know, if it was me that had this dad, I'd want you to to perform the surgery on me. And her world's completely shattered by Joel, who's trying to be a father to Ellie. In the process, Abby loses her father. So she does what Joel does and basically go on a mad revenge hunt. And at the end of it, she thinks she's going to feel better, but she doesn't. She loses all her friends afterwards, or in the process due to her actions. But you, you see her then again be like, right, I'm going to go back to the person I was, and then get punished for it. Like it's such a cruel world or game that.
2: Honestly, like it's it's the worst. Like I wanted to see her kill Ab. I I wanted her to drown Abby at the end, jump on the boat we Lev, and then pull what Joel to, to her. I wanted her to drive away and go. Oh, sorry, I could, Lev, I couldn't save Abby. You know, and then just totally indoctrinate him, and uh, and then that's it. You know, like then she, she went full Joel, but instead she's got no conviction. You know, she twice she made it to Abbey to try and kill her. Twice she lost fingers, she lost friends, she lost people. You know, like why could oh, she should have just killed her?
0: Oh, uh, no! See, no, see, the way it resolves, I think is fine because it's it's supposed to be Ellie finally learning her lesson. I still think twenty-five hours have done, too late. Yeah, I know. Abby still should have done the break the bat on her and just walked away because, I mean, I, at some point that fight was getting a little ridiculous. I expected Kratos to come in and Zeus to come in and start hitting each other too. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's overplayed a bit for me. Like the emotionality they wanted from me wasn't there. Like, did you guys feel torn at all when you see those two characters going at it the way they want you to?
2: No, I was just like, this is a really weird mechanic. Dodge, punch, punch, run away for 400 owls. It's just really weird. You, you've obviously not i
3: mean
1: I, Solid 4 I probably on like top. Gun, <laughs> I was going to say, I like Guns
3: to the Patriot, Patriots more than most people, I think.
0: Shirtless fist fights.
3: Oh, that was uh, tedious. Um. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think the only thing I can say on it is like, I still think about it after it's finished. I still think like it's an alternative to what naughty dog have done and I I, I kind of appreciate that they've done that they've tackled that and uh, yeah it's totally it's not it's not brilliantly done it's not like the fact that they've, they've addressed like what happens when, when you go for the protagonist, basically if you, if you go for Nathan Drake and you kill him, watch out for all your family and everybody you've ever loved, because somebody's going to come back to you. That's, that's the
0: way these kids. Nate's going to bury you. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Um, okay. Well, this seems like we're kind of wrapping up. Why don't you transition that into final thoughts, Luke?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like this game. I think, I don't think it's as good as the first one. Um, and I totally get it. It's a marmite game, you know. I think most of us disliked it the first time we played it, or not a lot. But it's a game I still think about, and I don't know why. I just I just like the themes in it. I like the I love the mechanics. I love how it plays. And I wasn't interested in a second one, but I would be interested in a third one, which I think is a good recommendation. So you've got to be in the mood for it. I think it's like. You've absolutely got to be in the mood for it. And I think if, you've, if you're if you a parent, that getting to that first scene of the first one is probably quite difficult for most. Um, but yeah, if you've ever played a Naughty Dog game and you like it, then definitely check it out.
0: But Luke, one question. How will Ellie carry the one ring to Mordor while she's missing fingers?
1: She's got two hands, diff.
0: <laughs> Why didn't Frodo think of that? <laughs>
1: Let's not. Let's <laughs> not. Dave, give me your final thoughts. Finally.
0: Okay. Um. My final thoughts are, it's okay. It's all right. Uh. I think the story is a little too simple. Like, like it's like they have a five foot cracker and then a teaspoon of pate, and they're really trying to cover the whole cracker with that pate. Um, I like the mechanics. Uh, Naughty Dog is great at doing just fun games to have in your hands. This is fun to have in your hands. It's fun to shoot people. It's fun to bash people in the head. It's fun to rub Ellie on everything like it's a pre-rendered background game. It's just fine. It's, it's good. Um, I, I think they got a little too big for their britches when it comes to the story. And I don't think I would feel this way if I hadn't played something like Plague Tale before this. Where that's a game that's a much smaller scope, but tells a better story. This this felt like a TV series. Where there were a lot of until next week. Or kind of filler episodes where the gang goes to the beach or something like that, right? Like It just feels like it could have been tighter. Other than that, I think it's fine. I like Abby. I don't like Ellie anymore. So if you're going to do another Last of Us uh, be the adventures of Abby and Lev I guess
2: they could call it Lev in the dream (laughs) (laughs) what about don't stop (laughs) beleving I'm a belever (laughs) don't stop (laughs) beleving that
0: doesn't
2: even work (laughs) fuck
3: This podcast has to have been possibly our worst (laughs) moment, because we we have brutalised this game by the sounds of it. I mean, I didn't expect you to say you actually liked it then, Dave, at the end. Oh (laughs) yeah!
0: Yeah, it's a game, it's fun.
3: I should should go next to leave it on a positive thought with you,
2: because my my gripes are more personal, but I didn't like it (laughs) as much as... <laughs> as much as they've liked it, and to the like, I am the same level, but to the dislike, level. Oh. like oh, fuck. level on a prayer. <laughs> I didn't like the the bits of the game that I could have found enjoyable. I didn't like like the stealth just wasn't satisfying for a lot of it, and I didn't like the shooting and getting the platinum was a pain in the ass because you had to play the game another half a time. Oh, wait, 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 was... wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait! You cannot. Uh, sorry, like, have you played... I tried to I platinum I any other Naughty Dog game. It's impossible, but I played it, like, six times. So this is... <laughs> this
2: Honestly. Is, and <laughs> I just think... I think it's really sad that to make it... To get a platinum, you, you can't physically do it in one playthrough despite collecting every bit of parts and stuff. It's just impossible. So what I did was I went back into the accessibility settings, put on infinite ammo, infinite stealth... Um, infinite ammo, infinite stealth, one-shot kills for everyone. And I ran with the silenced MP3, MP5. Th- the silenced MP3, like a silent audiophile. <laughs> I was
0: going <laughs> to say, once you just have it on mute, a silenced MP5.
2: And I got through the whole of the first half and got to Abbey in about maybe three hours, three and a half hours or something, <laughs> like, like wow. running and shooting. Uh. And that was, that was probably funner than playing the actual game, because I put on helium voices as well. It's great. Uh, That's some anyway, mad shade
1: getting thrown here, I know, Craig.
2: I know, yeah. Do you remember when Craig used to give everything,
1: like, a really positive review? <laughs> what happened to that guy?
2: Well, I'm, this is my problem. My problem is, I was vaguely not hyped up for this. I knew I didn't like the first game, despite trying it a couple of times, but I th- it got reviewed so highly and I know don't trust reviews and blobity bloop but it was it was so disappointing and the, the the bits and bobs of it that I thought was got like I didn't like the story particularly much. I think it was too long and it, it's just a revenge story and it's a revenge a frustrating one because they don't learn the lesson the first, second, third or fourth time. They try and revenge. It's on the fifth time. That they the, you know, and it's heartbreaking, yeah, but I was just bored of it by then. So yeah, I I probably still would recommend playing it just for shits and giggles, but you know, Mike, do you want to leave us with a more
3: positive note? Unless you really hate it, and this is just all been a ruse. <laughs> well, you know what, you know what, revenge is revenge is always the same story. It's a boring thing which happens, and it's never going to change. It's like trying to change the ending of a movie you've seen a million times. Always going to be the same. So, <laughs> the the. Crazy revenge. As a little segue here, the crazy revenge that the game has on me is that it was a good part two. It was a, uh, it was the game I didn't expect to come out, and it lived up to expectations which I didn't have. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think we did finally get a Last of Us Part Two in the end out of it. You know, it came after all that time and. I sat there with my PS4 Pro, which was burning like a like a jet plane to Brazil. And it did not care. It did not care. I put my headphones on to get through it. And I sat down. And you know what? It's only on the second plane that I'm seeing a few more of the cracks. It's like the first time around, there, there wasn't much the game could do wrong. And and the thing is, this time around, I was trophy hunting. I was getting that permadeath completion Chapter only, of course. I wasn't gonna do the whole thing. I'm not a nutter. Uh, I was getting all the cards. Trading cards, what's all that about? Who knows? But it's the, it's the people that make you the know, game. No, no, Neil Druckmann's head pops up and I thought, mm-hmm. oh that's that's a bit weird, but alright then. Um, <laughs> you know, the the thing is there's so many good things this game does, and it's it's a super big budget thing, it's not nice, it's you know, it doesn't even fit into a lot of categories that video games are supposed to do in most cases. I think it is probably a bit over overhyped. At the end of the day, it did get my game of the year at the time. I was like, "This is this is it." it all, I still have fun with it, <laughs> but you know, there there are faults of it. But at the end of the day, I think I got all the fun from it, and I would, you know, what? No, no, let's not have a part three. Let's let's call it and. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree. All right, you know, just like Uncharted, I, I think the
3: Lost Legacy is a bit of a that's that's one step too many.
0: Yeah, yeah, you should have left it at Uncharted Four. I think leave Uncharted at two, not Uncharted, I'm not Uncharted. 2. I was about Last to shout it, at you.
1: Yeah. Leave <laughs> <laughs> can can Uncharted
3: at two as well. Uncharted Two is definitely the peak. Uncharted, oh, yeah.
1: 2, that's, that's a good Amazing, point. but can you think of another <laughs> game which does this where it's not? I think that's maybe why I find it so interesting it's not your typical like had this been uncharted it would have been like same world but you know and there's a happy ending at the end I I think I appreciate that that it's not like that and I haven't had a lot of experiences and yeah they don't deliver 100% but it's not it's not your run of the mill hero goes saves girl you know takes Abby home and after they've been starved on a a steak for three months I don't know but yeah
0: (sighs) yeah Oh, no, I, can, I I really appreciate a game that ends on a downer. Like, mm-hmm. I I like films ending on a downer, too. So I, I can appreciate it. To me, this doesn't so much end on a downer as much as it ends on a, I'm good, you good? All right, see you later.
1: <laughs> Same time next year? Yeah, cool. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 all right, see you later. <laughs> um, all right, so that wraps up The Last of Us 2. Hopefully that is The Last of Us. Too many more sequels would word this down. There, I did it. If you have a game you would like to suggest for the show, you can do so at thebiteffect.com. And if you would like to write in and say, you're all a bunch of morons, this is a fantastic game or a terrible game, you can do so at thebiteffect.com as well. Other than that, next week we have The Medium coming up, which hopefully it's a game that we don't feel mediumly about. I can't do this. Uh, I'm, I'm no, too am to that. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Anyway, (laughs) thank you very much for joining me, gentlemen.
1: It was a pleasure, Dave. Thank you.
0: And we will see you next time when we talk to the dead.